Lisa, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, long time no see. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many days? <laughs> yeah. Happy Earth Day, hon. Same. Happy Earth Day. All right. So you're speaking about the American Rescue Plan Act. Yeah, it doesn't sound right? very Earth Day-ish, does it? <laughs> it does. It. It's got we'll an interesting title to it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to step out and let you have at it. Thank you. Okay, so good afternoon, everyone. My name is Lisa Montgomery, and I'm an enrolled member of the Penobscot Nation in Maine. I'm also a service-connected disabled veteran and a member of my 12-person tribal council. I'm honored to be here today on Earth Day to speak to you about the single largest inf infusion of resources into Indian country in history and how tribal nations can use these resources to steward indigenous wisdom. So the White House signed the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA, into law in 2021. And this legislation represents the largest single act of federal budget support for the original sovereigns in the territory now known as the United States. Tribal nations were hit especially hard during the COVID-19 pandemic so the ARPA funding will be critical for Indian country recovery. So as a child growing up on Indian Island in Maine, I was born into the paternalistic politics of Maine. In 1980, a landmark settlement for 81.5 million was agreed upon by three of the four Wabanaki tribes. This settlement came about after the Penobscot and Passamaquoddy argued that their ancestral lands about two thirds of the entire state had been unlawfully relinquished to Massachusetts and then Maine without the approval of the federal government as required by the Non-Intercourse Act of 1790. Penobscot received 13.5 million to establish a trust fund for tribal members and 26.8 million to buy back the crappy land no one else wanted. So, what a deal. Although it has been over 40 years, today even, and probably on Monday, we're still fighting in the legislature for the state of Maine to recognize our inherent sovereignty. We are making legislative progress, but more importantly, the ability to grow our own food and feed our people is real sovereignty. Self-determination allows tribes to leverage their ARPA funds to grow, harvest, and distribute food for their people. The purchase of supplies for subsistence and food pantry needs is also allowable. 
The Treasury guidelines suggest that tribes establish written protocols that outline the use of funds for food sovereignty and food security to ensure compliance with the provisions of ARPA. I will come back to the agriculture at the end of the presentation. I just want to set the table real quick with an overview of Treasury and some examples of how tribes are weighing their options on what to spend their ARPA funds on. Next slide. So where's the money? Well, I hope it's in tribal bank accounts right now. It should be. Um, this slide is from a webinar put on by Harvard's Ash Center for De Democratic Governance and Innovation. The money bucket on the left illustrates the $32.5 billion for pandemic recovery in Indian country. And the one on the right illustrates even more funding that tribes are eligible for. Since we're on limited time, I've listed two websites that have a wealth of information on how tribal nations and tribally affiliated nonprofits can navigate and make the most out of the ARPA opportunities. If you are a tribal leader or just an interested tribal member, I would encourage you to check out these great resources and watch the ARPA webinars available on the Ash Center's YouTube channel. Next slide. So, now that I got you excited about $32.5 billion, I know I've, I've been waiting for it, uh, for Indian country recovery, here is a snapshot of eligible uses from the Treasury guidance. So many tribally owned businesses that fund tribal services were shut down and lost revenue due to the pandemic. But the good news is that the ARPA funds can replace that revenue under the public sector revenues category. The public health and economic response category can include assistance to impacted households, including aid for reemployment, job training, food, rent, mortgages, utilities, affordable housing development, childcare, early education, addressing learning losses, and many more uses. Premium pay for essential workers in water, sewer, and broadband infrastructure are the other two key eligible use categories. The Treasury website, treasury.gov, has helpful FAQs and written regulations available and any information that I present today should not be construed as legal advice because I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a treasury official. So um, many tribes have already begun planning and spending their offer funds to meet the deadline to obligate the eligible uses by December 31st, 2024. And the leaders also look to their people for their indigenous wisdom on how this money can be equitably spent and it has to be spent by December 31st, 2026. So I just threw a lot of government speak at y'all. And so it may be helpful to look at Cherokee Nation's proposed spending allocation of their $1.8 billion. Next slide. So as you can see, um, the Cherokee Nation assigned a percentage to each program based on their specific priorities now that can be uh, a good way to jumpstart your planning and based on each individual tribe's values and program needs. I use this same approach to propose spending allocations for my tribe. I'm always researching what other tribes are doing in the fields of agriculture and community and economic development. And I was thrilled to see 15 million in proposed spending for food security, which is less than 1% of Cherokee's entire funding. They received the second largest allocation of ARPA funds in Indian country 
with the Navajo Nation receiving the largest allocation. Oneida Nation has also prioritized food sovereignty. They proposed about 12% of their funding, which equates to almost 9.4 million to be used for food and agriculture through sustainable food systems, cash cropping, processing center, improvements of existing structures, and to further explore hemp, that, that wonderful H word that we, we love. And hemp has been such a great connector for tribes and indigenous people. So I'll give you a quick little story uh, of how I got introduced to hemp. Uh, I was in Michigan at the Saginaw Chippewa tribe in July, 2018. I was there to do a tribal representative, tribal veteran representative training to help my, my fellow veterans get their services. And um, it was one of the first of many road trips around Indian country. Um, and I had just gotten hooked on agriculture because I had attended NCAT's Farm to Farm Sustainable Agriculture Training for Military Veterans. So one of my funnest memories is driving through the cornfields on tribal land with two great ladies who work at the Cherokee Veterans Center. And on a whim, I just thought, hmm, I'm just so close to Minnesota, let's book a flight to Osage and visit Winona Duke's hemp farm. Um, it was a little bit too much of a drive, so I did decide to fly. Um, after a few Facebook messages, I ended up at the farm, hanging out with a Cobb Earth oven builder named Jake. We did farm chores and made delicious pesto from the basil we picked from the garden. Winona had just left the day before my arrival for a horse ride protesting the Line 13 pipeline. And this shirt I'm wearing today, zoom in here, was actually screen printed by Christy Balcourt in Winona's farm store. And it was really the beginning of my Mother Earth Revolution journey. Next slide. This is just a quick grid. It's from a researcher at the Harvard Project and Native uh, Nations Institute, Miriam Jorgensen. And it just sets a great framework for being mindful of how our decisions today affect the next seven generations. So you can see um, some examples of, um, of program things that can be used with ARPA money. But if we're gonna focus on the present individual tribal member or the present tribe as a whole, or the future. So those are things that we have to be mindful of. If you um, are from a federally recognized tribe, do you know how much funding you receive from ARPA? You should find out. Has your tribe made a plan on how to spend the funds? What are some of the priorities that you can think of that would benefit your tribe? We are, we are unlikely to see such a large investment into Indian country again. So drawing on indigenous wisdom for guidance is very important. This grid has great examples of balancing future and present needs. And because federal funding for tribes has been continuously chipped away at, despite the trust obligation, ARPA funds can close critical gaps and allow for future investments in wealth building programs for tribal members. Next slide. Back to food, what I love to eat. For me, um, I think it's important to, dis to distinguish the disruption of our food systems that we saw during the pandemic from the initial disruptions due to European contact. So when you think of tribal food systems, it refers to the connectedness of people, culture, politics, law, 
and economies that allow a tribal community to provide food for its members. And we really can trace food-related health issues due to the removal of people from their ancestral homelands and the introduction of USDA commodities to our diets. So like many kids growing up on the res, I ate government cheese, and as much as I love fry bread, its creation was really out of necessity and survival after the forced displacement of tribes in the mid-1800s. Our food sources are literal physical manifestations of the relationship we have with the earth. So if we think about what we're eating on our plate, and if, if we're not growing it, we can't really keep that close connection with Mother Earth. It is the same relationship that our ancestors developed since time immemorial, because what we nourish our bodies with matters, and food sovereignty can address the ongoing food system disruption experienced from the pandemic, and it can also help to address the disruption of our traditional food systems. The opportunity to make positive changes to our tribal food systems is here, and it's happening across Indian country. Um, one organization is, is, is spearheading a, a lot of that, and that's the Native American Agriculture Fund. And they understand that food and agriculture are major economic drivers, and they're laying a groundwork for the regionalization of food infrastructure in Indian country. They have a plan for a regional hub, and it's really uh, gonna take a lot of collaboration with tribes to get this off the ground. Um, Indian country's food and agriculture infrastructure has uh, it invests not only in tribal peoples, but in rural America, because that's where our tribes are. They're out in the rural America. Stewarding ARPA funds to take care of our land in a good way and providing food for our people is something I'm very passionate about. And I could talk for hours about it, but I know we're almost out of time. So um, next slide, I'm pretty close to done. So I'd love to hear how um, other tribes are stewarding their ARPA funds centered in indigenous knowledge. And I hope next Earth Day, I can come back and tell you all about how we successfully used our ARPA funds to expand our small community garden to a large tribal farm. We hope to provide job trainings for tribal agriculture as well. And lastly, because feeding people and healing our lands and our bodies is fucking hard work. I would be remiss if I did not mention that investing in health and wellness is a great preventative measure to combat any future pandemics. So I look forward to connecting with you. And if you're interested, please email me at lisa at indiancountryrecovery.com. And my last slide is just wooliwani is how I say thank you in my language. And I am honored to have spent this time with you. And thank you, Alicia. Lisa, I'm so grateful that Jeremy Hale introduced us um, just a couple of weeks ago. I know, right? <laughs> Flying to Denver. Yeah. 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 Um, so we, our introduction was basically, I picked Lisa up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> we met for the first time. Um, and I'm so, I'm so grateful that we have connected and we have an opportunity to work together, which yeah. we've already started doing. That's so, so exciting. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your earth today. You too.